0: Chapter six of Around the World with the Children by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. Chapter six the islands of Japan leaving the home of Limwichi and Isa, we go back to the coast and sail on a ship many miles east and north. At last, we come to some beautiful islands not far from the east coast of Asia. Do you know what an island is? an island is a body of land with water all around it there are islands in rivers and in lakes and there are many islands in the great oceans the islands of japan are in the pacific ocean near the continent of asia they contain many mountains and valleys there are streams everywhere and the waves of the sea dash up on the shore the air is bracing and neither too warm nor too cold for these islands are in the north temperate zone japan has four seasons summer autumn winter and spring it is sometimes very warm in summer but not so hot as at the equator where the heat lasts all the year through most of japan is cold in the winter but it has nothing like the long dark cold of eskimo land its autumn and spring are mild just as in our own country we visit japan in the spring the farmers are at work in the fields some of them are setting out green stalks of rice others are sowing grain or making their vegetable gardens they will cultivate the crops during the summer and will harvest them in the fall spring in japan is wonderfully beautiful in the mountains there are forests of trees that are just coming into leaf and the fields are green with the fresh sprouting crops there are flowers everywhere the cherry trees are in blossom and we can see men women and children walking about under them the japanese have a great festival When the cherry trees bloom. The Japanese love flowers so much that they name certain parts of the year from the times of the flowers. They have a plum blossom season and a cherry blossom season in the spring. The chrysanthemum season is in the fall and the maple leaf season comes when the leaves are brilliant with color and ready to drop to the ground. A Japanese City This morning let us take a walk in a Japanese city. The streets are narrow, They are lined with houses of one and two stories. Most of the houses are made of wood and roofed with black tiles. There are no windows like ours, but the walls are so made that they can be pushed aside during the daytime. We can look through the houses and see what the people are doing. We enter a street walled with stores. Here is one where we can buy queer looking candies. Next to it is one filled with toys and farther on is a shop where Japanese shoes are for sale. The shoes are sandals made of wood and straw. They are tied to the sole of the foot. Many of the streets are lined with workshops. In some of the shops, people are sitting on the floor making fans or umbrellas. In others, they are putting together lanterns of bright colored paper. And farther on, they are carving beautiful things of wood and ivory. Many of these things will go on ships to other countries for sale. In other places, they are weaving cotton and silk or painting the beautiful China that is sent to our country. Japan is a busy country and its fine goods are used in all parts of the world. We buy silk goods from Japan and the Japanese buy our cotton for use in their factories. Thousands of Japanese children wear cotton that was grown in our country and some of us even now are wearing ribbons or neckties made of silk that came from Japan. Most of our grocery stores have Japan tea for sale and a great deal of United States flour is sold in their stores. Japanese Children See how the children have gathered around us? They are bending almost to the ground and bowing in Japanese fashion, as they say, Ohio, which means good morning. All are polite and good-natured except one bad boy at the back of the crowd who cries out, See the furry-headed foreigners? They have white skin and eyes like a cat's. We look more closely at the Japanese children, and we do not wonder that we seem strange to them. They have light yellow skin, and their eyes are a trifle aslant and do not open as wide as ours do. The Japanese think that their slant eyes and yellow skin are just right, and that our straight eyes and white skin are ugly. The Japanese belong to the yellow race. About one-third of all the people in the world belong to the yellow race most of the people of that race live on the continent of asia the chinese are of the yellow race we shall see them by and by the japanese boys wear their hair short it is black and it stands up like the bristles of a shoe brush the girls have long hair and the older ones wear it combed up in rolls on the top of the head after a girl is about nine years of age she often has a hairdresser to put up her hair she is careful to keep from mussing her hair at night but that is easy because the japanese pillow is not like ours it is a block of wood about as big as a brick with a roll of soft paper on top it is placed under the neck how japanese children dress we are interested in the clothes of the japanese children they are different from ours but they look very pretty see haruko san over there playing ball she has a beautiful kimono with blue and black stripes it is like a long dressing gown folded over in front, and it falls from her neck to her feet. It is tied at the waist with a wide silk sash called an obi. It has a very full sleeves, which hang down like bags. They are partly sewed up at the wrist. Haruko-san uses her sleeves as pockets. Haruko-san is barefooted now, but if you will look at that tree over there, you will see her shoes and foot mittens lying near it. Most of the children about us have their shoes on. The everyday shoe is a wooden block, held to the foot by two cords. These cords come up through a hole in the wood, run between the first two toes and over the instep, and are fastened to the block at the sides. The foot mittens take the place of stockings. They end just above the ankle, and each has a pocket for the big toe. Haruko-san wears fine shoes with her best clothes, and she has rough shoes for rainy days. The rain shoes have soles of wood set upon thin blocks about three inches high when haruko san wears them she appears to be walking on stilts she seems to be three inches taller when she goes out in the rain all japanese children dress much alike look at taro who is coming towards us his kimono is not so full as a girl's its sleeves are smaller and it has only a narrow sash or cord at the waist he has a cap on his head wooden shoes on his feet and a stick in his hand he will act as our guide during our stay in japan behind him are other boys bareheaded but dressed the same way see those children with babies tied to their backs is that not a queer way to carry the little ones at four or five years of age almost every japanese girl helps her mother by acting as a nurse her little baby brother or sister is tied to her back and she carries it about wherever she goes the baby often sleeps while the child nurse is playing. The Homes of Japan Taro's home stands in a beautiful garden by a stream of clear water. The house has many rooms. The roof is of black tiles. The outer walls are of wood, turned gray by the weather. They are made in sections which move in grooves so that they can be shoved back into a little cupboard at each corner. When this is done, the fine inner walls of latticework filled in with many paper panes can be seen these walls also can be moved they can be slid back and forth throwing many rooms into one we look at the floor it is entirely covered with soft white mats so clean and fine that no one would think of stepping upon them with dirty shoes so we do as everyone does in japan we take off our shoes leave them outside the house and walk on the mats in our stocking feet taro takes us through room after room at last he bows low and asks us to sit down there are no chairs or sofas but he points to the floor and brings us some cushions the japanese sit on the floor there are no beds in the rooms that we have seen and we ask taro where he sleeps he goes to the wall and slides back a door showing a little cupboard in which are several soft comforters and also little blocks of wood the size of a brick each block has a roll of paper on top of it the comforters are the beds and the wooden blocks are the pillows taro brings out some of the bedding he spreads it on the floor and asks us to try it we lie down on it and find it quite soft but the pillows are not comfortable so we decide to roll up our overcoats and use them instead we are pleased with this japanese house everything is so pretty and the white mats are so clean We slide the paper walls back and forth as we walk from one room to another. We ask Taro how the house is lighted, and he shows us some beautiful paper lanterns. We ask him how the house is heated in winter, and he points to a firebox on the floor. The fuel used is charcoal, which has been made by partly burning wood. He takes us into the kitchen, where the stoves are stone boxes with charcoal burning in them. He also shows us the bathroom where another charcoal fire heats the water in a large wooden tub. Here, each member of the family takes a hot bath every morning. The Japanese are a very clean people. A Japanese Dinner During our visit at Taro's home, dinner is served. It is brought to us as we sit on the floor, and each of our party has his own table. This table is about a foot high, and it looks much like a tray. The food is served in tiny dishes by a little maid servant who kneels down and bows low when she hands it to us the meal begins with a soup made of fish and seaweed and then we have several kinds of fish raw and cooked we have vegetables cut into blocks and made into a stew we have roasted eels and pickled eggplant and after that colored cakes and queer candies and green plums rolled in sugar that make our mouths water there's plenty of rice for rice takes the place of bread in japan it is so cooked that each grain is whole and as white as the snow of eskimo land it is served in a big round wooden bucket we are urged to eat more and more as the dinner draws to a close the japanese say that no one who has plenty of rice needs to go away hungry the tea is served without milk or sugar in tiny cups about as big as those used for doll tea parties at home taro tells us that this is a feast in our honor His everyday meal is very simple. He usually has some soup and fish or some eggs and vegetables, with plenty of rice. He also has pickles to eat with the rice. We drink our soup from little bowls, sucking it in with a loud noise to show that we like it. This is the Japanese way, although it would not be good manners for us to do so at home. We have great trouble in eating the fish, rice, and vegetables. There are no knives or forks, and we use chopsticks instead chopsticks are sticks of wood or bone a little longer than a lead pencil each person has two of them and holds them in one hand with them he picks up his food and puts it into his mouth when we try to use the chopsticks we are very awkward at first but when taro shows us how to use them we get along very well the japanese people have plenty to eat their land has a rich soil and they raise much rice and other grain they have all kinds of vegetables and many fine fruits their country is made up of many islands and as the water is everywhere near they always have plenty of fish to eat they raise but few cattle or sheep and eat but little meat much of the tea we use at home comes from japan it is made of the leaves of bushes about as high as our shoulders which are grown in tea gardens the leaves are picked off and dried in hot ovens they are rolled about with the hand while they are drying and this turns them into tiny rolls of tea Sold in our stores. Taro's father has a tea bush in his garden. He gives us some of the leaves to press in our notebooks and take home. A school in Japan. In the Japanese cities, we see many boys and girls going to school. They are carrying their books in their arms. Some of them have their ink bottles tied by the neck to a string. They swing the bottles to and fro as they walk along. All the schoolboys of Japan wear divided skirts of a gray color the skirts extend from the waist almost to the ankles the schoolgirls have plaited skirts of the same style as those of the boys only longer and fuller the girls skirts are red or dark blue here are some schoolgirls busy with health exercises the japanese have good schools and every child must attend them if one is absent a policeman is sent to his home to ask why he stays away the japanese have many books and also maps and globes for their geography work the books seem strange to us the letters are different from ours and the lines run up and down the page instead of across it from left to right as ours do in arithmetic they use blackboards and paper for their figuring but they also use counting boxes when we visit a schoolroom we see the children at work with them the counting box has many wooden buttons strung upon wires a child moves the buttons up and down on the wires and with them can multiply add and subtract very quickly games and toys in japan there are many cities and towns in japan and we can go on railroads to all parts of the country we also ride about in jinrikishas, which are little carriages pulled by men each of us has his own jinrikisha, and our man horses pull us by hill up and down laughing and talking as they show us the strange sights along the road there are some carts pushed by men and others hauled by horses and oxen shod with straw shoes there are boy jugglers who walk on their hands twist themselves into curious shapes and do all sorts of tricks there are also men who go about carrying little cook stoves which they rent to the children for half an hour or more at a time the men have dough which the children like to buy and make into cakes they cook the cakes on the stove For each cooking they have to pay two sen, which is equal to about one cent of our money. Now and then we meet a man peddling candy. He has a bowl of soft taffy into which he dips a pipe stem and blows out candy men and animals, just as we blow soap bubbles. He will blow you a doll baby and paste on the legs and arms while you wait. He will blow a chicken or duck or a camel or cow. The air soon cools the taffy and you can play with this candy toy as long as you please, and then eat it. We stop at the toy stores and find many playthings strange to our eyes. The doll houses, doll furniture, and toy dishes look queer to us because they are just like the things used by the Japanese people. For the girls, there are many doll babies, beautifully dressed, and for the small boys, a little animal made of cardboard that seems to be half dog and half cat. Taro calls it the puppy cat. As we are looking at the toys, Haruka-san tells us about the doll festival that takes place on March 3rd all over Japan. This is the girls' day when everything is done to make the girls happy. Every girl then has a new doll and all the old dolls of the family are brought out to be played with. Each family has special dolls and these are put away when the doll festival is over and carefully kept until the next year. Haruka-san tells us she likes March 3rd the best of all the days of the year and she is much surprised when we tell her that we have no such girls day at home yes says taro but we japanese boys have a better time on our day you may know the day by seeing the boys carry paper fishes on poles and also by the big paper fishes that hang from poles in front of each house the fish is the carp because it is noted for its spirit and strength the boys day comes on may fifth it is known as the feast of the flags we boys then show what we hope to do for our country we choose sides and fight sham battles with wooden swords we have presents on that day our parents give us flags and toys and nearly every boy gets a new kite there are many kites in the toy stores they are made of paper pasted to a framework of bamboo splints they are of all shapes colors and sizes some kites look like great fishes some look like hawks and eagles with wings that flap in the air and make a shrill sound some will turn somersaults when you jerk at the string there are also kites that whistle and kites that fight the fighting kite may be as tall as a man it is made of tough wood and strong paper the string next to the kite is covered with glass pounded fine and mixed with glue the bits of sharp glass dry on the string and it cuts like a saw there are two or more kites in each fight the boys try to bring the kites together and to make the strings cross they jerk them this way and that and one string soon cuts the other in two the boy whose kite stays up the longest is the winner in some fights he has the right to the kite that falls to the ground the japanese children have many other games the boys are always playing soldier and marching about they are drilled in school with real guns the schoolgirls have health exercises the children have mechanical toys And quite as many playthings as we have in America. End of chapter six.